When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Go inside the world of an NCAA Division I athletics program. This is In the Bullseye with University at Buffalo Athletic Director Mark Allnut. Here's the voice of the Bulls, Paul Peck. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to this In the Bullseye podcast. Uh, I'm Paul Peck with the University at Buffalo Athletic Director Mark Allnut, and obviously uh, from both of us to everyone that's listening, we hope you're uh, staying safe and healthy and uh, handling things the proper way as we're in the midst of this uh, unprecedented event in all of our lives, Mark, and uh, beyond just the impact it's had on the sports world and the university at Buffalo athletic world. Uh, uh, this is something that none of us have ever lived through or ever thought we would live through. How are you handling it? Yeah, exactly. Right. Just to reiterate, just to say, you know, obviously we're, we're doing this remotely to let, to let our, our folks out there who are listening to this, you know, about it. I'm, I'm at one place, you're at one place, but you know, just a different way of operating, you know, something that we've never experienced in our lifetime. You know, a lot of us out there, uh, you and I remember 9-11 and the events surrounding that and, and, you know, the time period after after that tragic event happened in terms of how that changed, you know, the way we live. And, you know, with this uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, 
and how it's ever evolving. And, you know, we'll go in and discuss more in detail, just the timeline and move leading up to this point we are right now in terms of, you know, how this, how this happened and, and obviously just a new way of operating. So, you know, it does impact so much more than athletics, but obviously, you know, we'll, we'll talk and, and discuss more, you know, what we're doing on our end from athletic department, mainly how we're, you know, supporting our student athletes. And then obviously, you know, what we're doing as we move forward. So again, as always, Appreciate appreciate being on with you, Paul. Yeah, sure. And yeah. and again, uh, just to reiterate, we do have the ability to do this remotely. That's why Mark's on the cell phone, and I'm in the uh, in the uh, lavish Peck basement studio here uh, uh, out in uh, Hamburg, bringing all this to you. So, so we know the campus classes are. This was spring break week anyway. Uh, anyway, we know classes have been uh, essentially altered throughout the rest of the semester for online and whatever. Um, what exactly, if anything, is still sort of operating in the alumni arena uh, university of buffalo athletics world yeah sure if you don't mind paul let's, let's just go back real, real quick and just so we can just give our our, our listeners just a you know a, just a frame of reference in terms of how we got to the point sure. uh now so you know we, we look at look back at last monday um gosh what was that that would have been the the eighth i believe uh monday march 8th in terms of of us you know, hosting a doubleheader for men's and women's basketball. You know, the opportunity for the play-in game to to advance on to Cleveland. And, uh, you know, we're very pleased in terms of, you know, the folks who came to Alumni Arena that night. Um, obviously, don't have to revisit history, but, you know, women's uh, team, you know, um, you know, had a win. And the, and the men, uh, you know, they, they suffered defeat. So, you know, after that game on, on Tuesday, you know, we were – planning to, um, uh, to you know, move forward to Cleveland. Actually, the women's team, they actually left. They had to Cleveland that night uh, after their after their victory. I was planning to go to Cleveland, get there, you know, by their dinner time on Tuesday. You know, always, if I had that opportunity, I always enjoy, you know, sitting down for our coaches and our student-athletes and having dinner with them. But, you know, what, what happened was there was the governor of Ohio came out and because of this, pandemic and even that day it was it was classified as a pandemic you know came out and wanted to uh, and actually decreed so to speak that no public gatherings over um, you know over uh, no large public gatherings. it really was no definition to it but really wanted to um, to eliminate large public ga- gatherings have a uh, have a firm grip on the number of people that might be at public gatherings, this this included uh, athletic events as well. So, you know, once that came out, uh, we got on a conference call, which was pushed back <laughs> a couple times that day. And this is the Tuesday that I'm talking about with our, our commissioner to to really realize what this meant and how we're going to move forward. So, what came out of that conference call in terms of you know having conversations with the governor's office, having conversations with the uh, city and county health officials. In Cleveland, the uh, the Cleveland Cavalier folks, the folks at Rocket Mortgage Center, you know, it was a determination made that the the tournament was going to continue, and but it was going to be it's going to continue on a limited uh, spectator um, atmosphere, which essentially was each each program was limited to 120 uh, passes per game. So we had to communicate that out that Tuesday evening and 
just to let all the institutions know, hey, this is a process, no fans. As you can imagine, I mean, there's a lot of diehard fans for our women's sure. basketball program. There, there was some disappointment, you know, at first. And, and again, even at that point, Paul, I mean, really not having a firm idea of just the, just the gravity of the situation right now. So, um, you know what, we were able to accommodate, you know, the, the player family members there. And that was our plan moving forward. Wednesday comes around, and I finally get to Cleveland Tuesday night, uh, late Tuesday night. Wednesday comes around, and our governor, it, you know, comes out with the um, with the mandate that all uh, institutions of higher learning in SUNY and, and, and CUNY are going to be shut down. And what that really meant was that that caused some confusion, but essentially what that meant was transitioning to an online model. You know, it wasn't until Wednesday evening where, you know, Dr. Tripathi, uh, Scott Weber, our provost, came out and messaged the university community, what exactly did it mean for UB, which essentially, no, we're not shutting the doors. We're still going to be in normal operation. Our dorms are going to still be open. Our dining facilities will still be opening. What we're going to do is we're just going to work on transitioning to online learning uh, when we come back from, uh, from spring break. So that was, that was the plan moving forward. You know, obviously as a member of the cabinet here at the university, you know, we were having discussions, you know, about the coronavirus and, you know, kind of the what if scenarios this happened, you know, what have you, how we're going to execute that. So, you know, it's something that we were thinking about, but after the government mandated that on Wednesday, you know, we knew we were going forward with a online learning model, but still at that time it was under the premise of normal operating university. You know, we're going to try to limit, uh, you know, gatherings at the university, so on and so forth. Well, when it all changed, Paul, as uh, no surprise to you was that Wednesday night after, after our game against Kent state, uh, there was news about the Oklahoma, Thunder and the Utah Jazz game was suspended, like right before tip. You know, there was everyone had questions in terms of why it was suspended. Well, further came out that Rudy Gobert, one of the Utah Jazz players, tested positive for the for the coronavirus. And at that point in time, the NBA acted swiftly and decided to suspend their operations. So now. That changed that everything, happened, didn't it? That it, that that it, decision and that moment, I think, is the one you can trace almost everything back to. You you definitely can because even before that moment, there you know there was conversations because again, various state governments, you know, the president was was finally coming out with, with statements. So you know, even from the NCA standpoint, the uh, the stance was you know through through Wednesday night. Uh, leading into Thursday that, hey, we're going to continue to host our championships. When I say championships, you know, not just uh, not just March Madness, which is obviously the focal point from NCAA standpoint, but, you know, we had a wrestling championship that was going to happen uh, this this weekend, actually. You know, we were going to have a uh, uh, track and field was having a, uh, a championship last weekend. So, you know, for that, from that model, they were, they were going to stay consistent in terms of what we were doing with our basketball tournament hey, be able to hold this championship, but, you know, we're going to limit the spectators. So you move forward to a Thursday, and, you know, we're meeting with, with as, as athletic directors, with our commissioner, with the Rocket Mortgage Center, and just really getting advice, you know, from, um, from again, the, the county health officials, the state health officials in Ohio. And 
you know, as we, as we move forward with this, you know what, we knew the direction it was going. Uh, we were one of the first conferences to cancel, you know, our basketball uh, tournament. Uh, others fell suit. And I, and I, I want to say the, the last game was played, you know, sometime that uh, Thursday, late Thursday um, um, afternoon evening by mm-hmm. one, of the, uh, one of the conferences. But at that time, you know, all the conferences were essentially they, they shut down their, their championship. And then that Thursday afternoon, there was a Board of Governors call, NCAA Board of Governors call, where they made the decision. It was at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time because we got the word around 4 that uh, when they made the decision to uh, essentially cease and end all championships from the winter and spring uh, sports standpoint. So, you know, once the NCAA did that, then that triggered another um, kind of a snowball effect there where our conferences, along with several others, decided, hey, it's just not the basketball tournament we're canceling. You know, if the NCAA is not having the spring championship, and again, we're learning more and more about this pandemic in terms of, you know, these terms, in terms of, you know, um, hygiene, you know, social, social spacing, you know, all these, all these buzzwords that were coming out, we determined it was that we needed to follow suit as well and cancel our, um, cancel our spring season. Yeah, I know that's been very difficult and painful for a lot of those athletes. And even, you know, some of the athletes like, uh, you know, for instance, that UB, a Troy Keller as a senior yeah. had a chance to go to the NCAAs. How have you, have you had a chance to talk to any of them? Have you, um, what have been some of those conversations? What have you said to those athletes? And I know there are some pending ideas about additional eligibility and things like that that are sort of still to be worked out. But just on the human side of it, and again, and I think we all, and even those athletes, understand what we're in the middle of. Um, but how have you handled that? How have those conversations well, yeah, been? I mean, you, you said it. I mean, obviously, moving forward, um, you know, you have to be human. And, and there is a great amount of disappointment. Um, because, again, I mean, how this evolved so quickly over a uh, five-day five period uh, to where it is right now. I mean, you really didn't have time to really reflect and, and, and completely understand. But, you know, now how we're operating now, there is a sense of understanding, but also there's that disappointment with, you know, what everyone, um, you know, they need to share within that disappointment. You know, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed not just for the Troy Kellers of the world, but for our coaches and our support staff, you know, that, that spent so much time in terms of helping uh, Troy Keller you know, get to the point where you had a chance to, to wrestle in the, in the championships. I mean, there, there's a lot of, of time lost, so to speak. But, you know, as you move forward and, and understand again, you know, the situation that we're in, I mean, it was, it was definitely the right it was definitely the right decision. And it's one of those that, yes, there will always be disappointment. There always will be the, the what if. But, you know, when you truly reflect back on this, I mean, it was definitely the right decision. So, you know, as, as we move forward from um, – you know, figuring out what direction the NCAA is going to go from an eligibility standpoint. Is it the spring student athletes, uh, you know, being able to recapture their senior year or the winter student athletes, you know, part of that, uh, we're, we don't know yet. And, uh, and, and we'll see. And then, you know, obviously from a UB standpoint, you know, we need to fully understand what that looks like. How many of our student athletes are going to take advantage of that? And, 
you know, how does that, re- how does that impact recruiting? So yeah, it's, it's been those conversations um, that, that have been, you know, difficult. And the other thing too is, is, you know, putting together communication plans are with our coaches, you know, updating them on a, on a, you know, a, a daily, uh, a, on a daily basis, you know, being able to, you know, share with them any new updates, any new ideas, thoughts, uh, rules and regulations that, that surround this because it is a, a, a different way of operating. And then mo- most importantly, making sure that they're taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. th- their loved ones, um, and that they're, you know, staying healthy, you know, staying safe and, and following the, the, the proper protocols. And, and also, too, you know, being able to support their student-athletes. Now, in, in a different way in terms of how we're, how we're learning, I mean, how we're learning as we go on because, you know, there's, um, there, there's so much to take in here. But, you know, the encouragement to, you know, make that phone call, you know, reach out to them in the various channels and just, and just be able to, to check in on them. Yeah, I just mentioned, you know, right before we started, as we record this here on Thursday, I happened to uh, 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 see a tweet from uh, Chris Simpson, your co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach on the football team, had said he had just gone through the process of reaching out to the players and families of all of his position group just to talk to them and make sure everybody yeah. was okay. Is that is that a little bit of what you've said to all of your coaches just to, to try to make yeah, sure, well, to keep the contact going? Yeah, exactly right. Because again, everyone's going to ask questions. I mean, not not the not just the student athlete, but the parents. So, you, you know, where we stand right now for athletic department, and this is consistent with uh, a, a lot of our peers, not just in the MAC, but around the around the nation. And you're seeing also professional franchises do this. So, um, you know, our our facilities are closed. When I say our facilities, hey, uh, the Murphy Family Fieldhouse. You know, our, our weight room, you know, our, our, our gym. And, and again, a lot of this is from, you know, protocol that's been established, you know, by our government in terms of limiting the spread, you know, of this, uh, of this virus. So, you know, we, we had to follow suit. So, you know, for us, it's the opportunity to convey that again to our coaches and also for them to convey that to our student athletes that, as I mentioned earlier, essentially what is still operating now is just, the, the the learning model mm-hmm. now it's, again it's a, it's a remote model that um, you know our professors and faculty members are establishing and and that and that education is going to begin on Monday so you know we need to make sure from an academic support standpoint that you know we're taking care of our of our of our kids um, you know still trying to find ways to support them as they matriculate towards their degree and again just going back to that human aspect of it too Paul you know it, it really hit close to the home. As, as you know, I have, a, I have a son. My oldest son is a, is a student athlete, you know, a freshman down at SEMO, Southeast mm-hmm. Missouri State. And, and you know, for us, I mean, he was like so many students, you know, out there. I mean, he was uh, planning on going to the spring break and, and, and hanging out, uh, you know, back in Kansas City, Missouri, where we have some, some family there. And But, like, once this happened, you know, for us, not really having – you know, clear, we still don't have a clear definition of how long this is going to last. You know what? It was, we made the effort to make sure he, he came here to Buffalo. Right. So that he, he was with us and, you know, the school right now is, is converting over to the online learning um, situation. Um, athletics has been postponed. So, you know, we just wanted to make sure he wasn't stranded someplace um, that he was, you know, home with us and, and again, I think that's that human side of things, and but that's also the the parent with all of us, sure. the parents, and, and just understanding that 
hey, this is this is going to be our focus. You know, making first and foremost that you know our kids are safe. You're getting a very interesting perspective on it as an administrator responsible for all of your university at Buffalo athletes, but also as a dad responsible for your son. I think that that's probably helping you through this. So the the question is that we all have in all walks of our life is when are we going to get back to normal? And unfortunately, that's a hard answer to find right now. And obviously, uh, I know that you and everybody at UB and all the coaches are focused on the immediacy of their family, but but coaches are coaches and and they're thinking ahead to their seasons and so forth so what what if any advice or discussions has there been about how to be ready for when we all get back to normal whenever that may be um you know summer is a big recruiting time for a lot of your coaches so so how are you handling some of those very you know obscure what ifs right now no we're playing we're playing this and the entire gamut of what if you know, as of, as of right now, the NCAA has come in from a recruiting standpoint, as you mentioned. So the NCAA has come in, and, and, and right now there's a, a dead period through April 15th. And the folks out there that don't quite know what a dead period is, is, you know, our coaches can't go out recruiting. And, um, you know, prospective student-athletes can't come to campus either on an official visit standpoint or unofficial visit standpoint. So, we can't offer we can't offer scholarships during this time, so everyone's pretty much on a level playing field. Now, you know, as we move forward through that, you know, we'll we should have an idea in terms of how this is trending. If that curve, as we hear so much, is flattening, mm-hmm. and again, if it's safe for folks to to go out, because again, the the the, the main point of all this is we don't want to continue the spread of this of this virus and. And, hey, I'm competitive. I want to make sure we're bringing the top recruits as the next person, but also the same token. You know what? I don't want to send our, our coaches out on a, on a plane somewhere to a particular hot spot, and, and they have a chance to get it and bring it back to, to Buffalo and, you know, have the opportunity to, you know, have it spread within their families and, and every, everything else. So I think first and foremost, which everyone understands is, you know, we, we need to be safe, you know, and we also need to be thoughtful in terms of how we move forward, you know, from a competitive standpoint too, where as I mentioned that, you know, our, our facility is shut down as, as consistent with a lot of our peers. Um, you know, the, the focus clearly is, you know, on, on academics for our, for our kids right. and how we're going to be able to support them. Now, if you just look at it from a football standpoint, uh, I know there's a lot of coaches out there that are, are empty as of Lance because, you know, he had nine, got nine practices. You know, yes. and there's, there's a lot of programs out there that had to start this spring ball. So, you know, for us. And this is the first year to, that he has started spring practice that early, is it not? Yeah, no, exa- exactly right. And a lot of that was, you know, again, you talk about a benefit of having the Murphy Family Fieldhouse to where, you know, we have that opportunity to go early, have have more of a consistent basis, and also getting some advice from Matt Gildersley, too, that, that felt, you know, in terms of the development of student-athletes was, was going to be post uh, post spring ball. Now, unfortunately, we don't have that because you know we're not allowed to have that activity right now. But but what I'm getting at is is, is this. You know, we, we have a you know there's there's plans in place to okay, hey, when this is lifted, you know, we have this opportunity to go out on the road, be able to do this. I mean, one one prime example of that, Paul, is when you talk about the, the the summer recruiting period is is our camp. You know, as of as of right now, you know what our, our camps are are you know are not being affected but as we move forward and we're able to look you know six weeks out on this eight weeks out in particular 
you know, we're going to have more of an idea if we need to pull, pull camps or anything else. And then a lot of it is too, is us as a membership from NCA standpoint, you know, what are we going to do? You know, there's some talk about, well, Hey, if this, if this does flatten the curve by May 1st, are we allowing institutions to, to, you know, practice again? Are we allowing institutions to start and then conclude spring ball? Is it going to go into the summer? You know, I don't have the, I don't, I don't really have the, the, you know, those, those thoughts, you know, right now and, and what that plan might be, but that's definitely going to be the discussion. You know, one thing to really understand here and, and even from an athletic standpoint, as, as a lot of folks are suffering from an economic standpoint, you know, not having NCAA tournaments, um, you know, that's, that's some revenue that, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's going to be missed, you know, for a lot of institutions. And, and then again, as, as we plan ahead, you know, for what an athletic event might look like, you know, next fall, next winter. I mean, I'm, you know, the, the many nights that I kind of wake up at night and think about these things because of what we're in right now. Is you, yeah. You How much different is everything going to be? Yeah, because you, you harken back to 9-11 to where, you know, you remember how many, how many, you know, how life changed afterwards. Now, will that affect, you know, moving forward, um, you know, what, what a sporting event look like? You know, will, they be, will there be limits, you know, based, again, on social distancing? On, um, on, you know, how many people can be in the Gustavus Club, you know, for example. So, you know, we got to think about those things and just be, be ready to uh, respond. But, you know, we can't be reactive. You know, we have to really be thinking about it. And, and when these, whatever it might be, guidelines come out, there's new guidelines, or if people are still kind of uneasy, so to speak, about going to uh, large gatherings, even supporting them, and they feel like it's, it's better to watch on the ESPN Plus or on television, whatever the case is. You know what? What are some different ways that we need to be able to, you know, attract people to our game? Right. Well, uh, Mark, appreciate the update uh, on a lot of things here. Uh, you know, again, uncharted territories for all of us in our lives and in the athletic world that that we enjoy so much. And we'll, you know, we'll get back to having athletics and sports be part of the releases of our life, hopefully soon enough. And uh, as we move forward on this, however long this may last, we'll. Uh, We'll keep checking in because I'm curious to, you know, continue to get updates from you as you get them from the NCAA and from the MAC as, uh, and, and then maybe, you know, just to help everybody get through all this, maybe we'll, uh, we'll drift off and have a little fun on some of these as well, too. And I know there's some things in the works um, from the outstanding athletic communications guys at UB to, uh, you know, try to have a little fun and make sure everybody remembers some of the cool things that have happened with, uh, with UB, uh, you know, within the last 10 years and even longer than that. So, um, you know, any suggestions you have on some fun, cool ideas, we're always looking for them. Yeah, we'll have plenty, Paul. And again, always uh, appreciate you and the job that you're doing and, and looking forward to our next podcast. All right. So that's Mark Allnut. He is the University of Buffalo Director of Athletics with an update on where everything is at right now with UB. And again, we'll continue to check in with Mark and find out all of this. Mark, uh, stay safe. Uh, keep the kids uh, occupied. Keep your son working out. All that stuff that everybody's figuring out right now. Good luck with all of that as well. Hey, Paul. You too, buddy. Thank you. Uh, all right. Mark Allnut, our Director of Athletics here at UB. Uh, again, stay with us here. We'll periodically bring more in the Bullseye podcast. We'll start to talk to some of the coaches about how they're getting their way through this and maybe some uh, current, present, former athletes as well, too. Um, stay with the University at Buffalo and UBBulls.com for all the latest. We thank Mark and we thank you for joining us on this edition of the In the Bullseye podcast. 
For more information on the athletics program at the University of Buffalo, visit ubbulls.com slash podcast. This has been In the Bullseye, a proud presentation of Bulls Digital. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.